We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on Roto Grinders, presented by our friends over at FanDuel. As you can see on the screen, we have our own tournament at FanDuel. I know a lot of you guys have been playing in that tournament with us. A $7 single entry buy-in that spreads the entire season. We're going to give your top 10 scores. We'll count in this tournament uh, and season-long prizes as well. We'll talk more about that uh, as we get along here on the show at FanDuel.com slash og to find that while we're talking here but let me get to my boys here talking some week eight some week nine chop noto notorious so let's start with you buddy again we appreciate you joining us i know nba is a grind right now a lot of games on the docket tonight so uh, how are you how was week eight how was halloween uh, welcome into the show my man how we doing yeah doing good uh the bags under the eyes they're getting darker and they're getting bigger so uh it's that time of year um but yeah doing good uh, week eight, man, all I needed, one touchdown from Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on, man, four touchdowns from the running backs and none of them to gain well either. Uh, very frustrating. But, um, yeah, ended up being uh, not a completely losing week, but could have been a lot better. And, uh, Chop, sorry about your Astros, my man. Yeah, Chop, uh, that was a tough scene last night. I mean, the, the Braves just put it on them. They really left no doubt uh, in that one. So, uh so I'm sorry as well. We always love to see a team win a championship, but a tough go with your Astros. So besides that, Chop, how are we? Well, I mean, it's sports, and you roll out of bed, and the sun comes up, so you really can't complain. You know, you're, you're going to move on. But, uh, yeah, that last weekend was really rough, man. It was, uh, you know, didn't do particularly well in, in the NFL. And, you know, Saturday by Saturday night, we were down 3-1 in the series. So I, I had that looming over me. And then on Saturday during college football, I always have this one game I play every week that uh, it's a head-to-head for, you know, an exorbitant amount of money. And I don't, you know, I just do it just to do it. But and uh, and I lost this week by one yard. 
Like oh. literally point one points. I lost this massive head to head. And when this running back, the last player on the slate, busted off a 10 yard carry at the end of the game, lost by one yard. So everything just like came on, came down on me at once. It rained on my parade, but uh, I'm starting to come out of it. And I'm sure by this weekend, I'll be, I'll be feeling back up to, uh, up to standards. So uh, I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah, I mean, it takes a couple days sometimes, like you said. So uh, how was Halloween, Chop? We, we kind of talked a little bit about it uh, before the end of our last show. Uh, how, how did the festivities go for you over Halloween weekend? Yeah, it was it was pretty tame for me. Just, uh, you know, I, I, hung, I hang inside the house mostly, so I don't worry about the rest of it. But, uh, you know, put, put a little bucket outside, let the – Kids come up and get their own stuff if they want to. Limit, limit one can't be taking a bunch of stuff, you know. Limit because my my wife does the little bag. She like individualizes the bag, so you just grab you one. And I had a little uh, you know, uh, what is that police tape? The the faux faux police tape from the store. I had that blocking off my steps, so they couldn't come up my steps. I had it out by my garage, so I had them nice and spaced out. So it was good, you know. Got got some. Got some cupcakes and some candy and stuff, so I can't complain about that. Well played. You get off, stay off my lawn, guy. You know, stay yeah. off my porch. So I, I like it. No, no. I know you got a little one. How, how was Halloween uh, in the in the notorious household? Yeah, I always enjoy Halloween. Uh, a lot more fun for the kids than the adults. But uh, I don't understand the people that just live for Halloween. I mean, I had two different guys in the neighborhood. Get completely dressed up. They look like they were statues out there, just scaring the little kids every time they went up to their house. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, how many hours did you spend on this costume, painted face, everything? And, oh, man, I, I don't get it. Uh, it's funny watching other kids get scared and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't really understand, like, how these Tell him, no, no, tell him, hey, man, if you guys got that much damn time, come write this article for me. I mean, <laughs> right. Shit, man. Take, take a game out of the grind down for me while, while you got all this extra time. But, yeah, there's some people in my neighborhood, they have so many – decorations out like do you have a storage unit for these things like where in the hell do you put all this halloween crap but uh, i'm with you noto i like it for the kids i'm not a dress-up halloween guy uh, i still have a little one so i still go out with her but uh, eventually i'll be hanging it up and, and hanging in the house and uh, letting them uh, rip roar around the neighborhood but uh solid solid uh candy stash here i know that not that i need any candy but uh a ton of candy around here but we are here to talk some football once again uh, breaking down everything in week nine with our favorite bets, our favorite DFS plays. Uh, one again, point you to vandal.com slash OG. Come play against us. Single entry tournament, just 500 spots in this one. Somebody's going to walk away with $5,000 at the end of this thing. Top 10 scores will count. Uh, we will go over some of the top finishers uh, from last week. Take a look at that season-long leaderboard as well later on in the show. We will also update our bet amongst ourselves, uh, tracking each and every bet. Uh, that we give you guys so uh we have a new leader uh, atop the board here this week so uh, we'll update that uh, as well as we go along so uh let's get into it guys a lot of games to get to here this week let's start with cleveland and cincinnati the Bengals, small two and a half point home favorites here 47 on the total derek so a lot of news in the nfl th this week you know we got COVID for aaron Rodgers. we got COVID for saquon barkley we got the whole henry rugg saga i'm sure we'll talk about you also have the Odell Beckham saga, who apparently just isn't on Cleveland anymore, is the word here. So, Derek, what do we do with this team? Uh, Cincinnati, we saw kind of tripped up last week, but it's generally looked good this season. Cleveland uh, stumbles at home last week to Pittsburgh. So, 
no Odell. Does that does that say we play Jarvis Landry? Do we want to go to Nick Chubb here? Uh, Cincinnati side, how do we attack this Cleveland defense? Yeah, for uh, Cleveland, you know, it kind of we kind of were hoping Nick Chubb was going to get the bulk of the work. Uh, we've always said, you know, as soon as Kareem Hunt goes down, Nick Chubb's going to be that guy that we can finally trust to get 20-plus touches. But Dearness Johnson basically just filled in for Kareem Hunt. Uh, Chubb only got 55% of the snaps last week. Uh, maybe that goes up a little bit since it was his first week back from injury. But uh, I still think he's just going to be like the, the main early down back, and then Dearness Johnson is going to mix in. Uh, quite a bit as well. Um, with Odell out, I'm not sure how much it changes. I mean, this isn't a team that wants to pass the ball all that much. Perhaps they get behind early. Uh, but Beckham wasn't getting that many targets to begin with. So I'm fine with Landry. Uh, price point's decent, 5,900 on uh, FanDuel. But for the most part, I'm not in love with this uh, offense this week. And then on the other side, Cleveland, they got a pretty good pass defense, uh, pretty good pass rush as well. So that worries me a little bit with Burrow and this offensive line. They have held up a lot better than I expected him to this season, but uh, I think it's a really good spot for Joe Mixon. He's playing around 75% of the snaps. Um, he's a guy that can, you know, get it done in the passing game or on the ground. Uh, Going to get all the goal line work as well. So I really like Mixon. I'll always have my shares of Chase uh, in tournaments. And um, you now T. Higgins is kind of becoming that guy that has all those air yards and they're just not uh, turning into too much of production. So. For me, uh, I like mixing the most in this game, but uh, overall, not a game I'm looking to load up on. And for the bet, I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. All right, Chop, we know you love them air yards, and I keep getting sucked in here with T. Higgins. The price keeps dropping lower and lower. So uh, is he a guy you're interested in? Well, what do we do with this Odell saga? Do we go to Landry? Do we just ignore it? Uh, and then put some pretty good running backs uh, in this game. Which one do you prefer? Which side here? So a uh, pretty interesting game here, Chop, Bengals and Browns. Yeah, I think uh, I think I prefer the Cincinnati side of the DFS, uh, like Burrow and and the guys. They just keep putting up really solid offensive numbers. So I, I like that side of it. Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and yeah, I got to keep T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, when everybody's healthy, is the guy I can scratch off. I see a lot of every week. I see you know some Tyler Boyd love here or there. I scratch him off every week, man. Uh, when, when everybody's healthy, so uh, but I like that side more in DFS. Oddly enough. I'm really fighting the urge to take Cleveland, though, uh, on the spread here because uh, although I don't necessarily like Baker Mayfield this week or or Jarvis Landry uh, and Nick Chubb, like 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 Notorious said, Nick Chubb's, I think he's good, but not uh, didn't quite get that you know extra bit of work we thought might might happen. So it worries me. I don't like them in DFS, but somehow I think they're going to come into this game and play really well and buy for the upset i wish i wish i could get that extra half a point i'd take cleveland the two and a half scares me uh so i really don't know what to do with it but uh, i do think cleveland comes in and actually puts this odell thing behind them pretty quick i mean i think it's pretty documented that baker mayfield's a better quarterback when odell beckham's not out there oddly enough they just they do not like each other i thought it was just a chemistry issue or something like that they just don't like each other i, I found that out today so uh I think Cleveland's going to be okay. I think I think I'm going to take Cleveland here. Odell's dad tell you that, Chop? Uh, you know, I heard I was watching some news stuff today. Some of those I don't I don't like to watch that morning. Uh, you know, NFL stuff all over ESPN. But I, I got in there today just to see, and there were some guys on there that kind of made it a point that uh, yeah, they don't they don't they don't much like each other, and it makes sense now looking at them on the field, looking back in hindsight. So 
but you know, we 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 noted that last year that uh, Mayfield played just as good, if not better, without Odell out there. So I think I think they'll have something to prove in this game. Yeah, he doesn't have to force him the ball. You know, according yeah. to Odell's dad, he, he keeps missing him, throwing behind him. And I don't know if you guys saw that, but pretty interesting uh, reporting there from Mr. Beckham. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this game is, is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this one, minus the two and a half. I uh, just, I, it, This could go one of two ways for them. They, they either respond to that loss to the Jets and, and bounce back, or uh, you start to see them stumble a little bit here over the next couple of weeks. But a game uh, in the division here, I think they match up pretty well. I think they bounce back. So I'm going to Bengals here. Uh, Chop, did you make an official pick here? Um, man, you guys are going to put me on Cleveland Island here, but uh, I got to st- I got to go with Cleveland here, I think. All right, Cleveland for Chop. Let's move on. Next game, we got Minnesota traveling to Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens minus six here at home, 49 and a half on the total here. So Minnesota, Chop, uh, they lost to your boys uh, in Cooper Rush last week. So a very uninspiring performance uh, from that offense. Uh, very a ton, of, a ton of work for Dalvin Cook, but, but nothing in the box score. Uh, Justin Jefferson, only a handful of targets in that game. Uh, the Ravens, this looks like a great spot for them, Chop. Uh, Lamar Jackson and company, uh, you get Hollywood Brown in there. Bateman is a cheap option. Uh, expected to have Latavius Murray back. I, I think that helps that running game a little bit. So, Seems like this is what we want to stack up the Ravens shop, yay or nay? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be popular too, but I, I see, I definitely see the passing game as a place to go. I think they're, I think they're in play Andrews, Brown, Bateman, even, and of course Lamar spearheading it. Uh, I'm avoiding the backfield, a hundred percent avoiding this backfield for Baltimore. So it's just a passing game for me. And on the flip side, I, if I had a bold proclamation this week, I think it's that either Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson, one of them is like a break the slate kind of guy this week. I think one of them comes up with a big performance. I kind I don't, I can't put my finger on which one, but I think one of them does. And uh, so, you know, if you want to go passing game, Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, all in play. But I think Dalvin Cook's about ready to bust out of his slump. So I think this is a really good DFS game, like exceptional. So I'm on it. And uh I guess with that being said, if you like a game that much in DFS, it only stands to reason you would take the over the total here. So give me the over. Yeah, I agree with the the Minnesota guys. I think they're very interesting. Great running back options. Uh, I think you're going to get very, very low ownership, especially on Jefferson. You know, Cook will have some ownership just being uh, one of those higher, higher end stud running backs. But uh, Jefferson, I think people are going to be afraid to pull the trigger. Uh, this Baltimore defense, not what it was in years past, still pretty good, but uh, certainly one you don't want to you, you don't have to shy away from so uh, i really like that jefferson call as well love lamar here derek uh, is he sitting atop the quarterback rankings here this week yeah it's hard not to like lamar each and every week but especially this week uh, minnesota their defensive strength is uh, against the run their third so i don't think the backfield is going to get much going and lamar is not uh, your typical runner um and that he, you know he's a quarterback so i don't think they're going to be able to stop him on the ground and it's a great spot for both Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Um, but the Vikings have been, you know, much tougher on uh, tight ends than they have been on wide receivers. So I like the Marquise Brown to Jackson stack as uh, my favorite there. And then love the idea of bringing it back with Jefferson. Like you guys mentioned, this isn't the same defense that it used to be. They've been missing uh, three or four guys in the secondary, uh, Baltimore that is. So I think Jefferson's in a blow-up spot. Don't mind taking some. Dalvin Cook as well. Um, it's a good spot for their offensive line uh, in the trenches. They're fourth in 
adjusted line yards while the Baltimore's 27th in defensive adjusted line yards. So they should be able to get something going on the ground and they should be able to you know, beat the secondary deep with Jefferson. So good game to stack. And for that reason, I'm going with the over. All right. I'm going to go the under on this one. I, I think Minnesota struggles continue here a little bit. Uh, I love the Baltimore side. I, I think they do well. Should, should probably just take Baltimore minus the six, but uh, I think this Minnesota offense continues uh, its its struggles that we've seen of late. So I'm going to go under the 49 and a half uh, on this one. Let's go to our next game. We got the Raiders uh, traveling to New York, take on the Giants. Las Vegas minus three in this one, 46 on the total here, Derek. And I mean, this whole Henry Ruggs thing is kind of crazy. Uh, just just I saw that the speed, and you know you can discuss that if you want. But uh, let, let's look at the game here. Derek Carr in a good spot. I think Hunter Renfro becomes a, a very popular value play now. Uh, expected to get Darren Waller back in that lineup. And Brian Edwards, a, a guy that I really like here that I think is going to have more opportunity. And I think people are going to be afraid to pull the trigger there. Uh, the Giants, we just learned today, Saquon Barkley uh, tested positive for COVID. So another week in Devontae Booker. Uh, and then we got to play, guess the, the receivers. Who's going to be in there? They're all injured. So uh, Derek, good spot here for these cheaper Vegas receivers maybe. Uh, I like Derek Carr in this spot. So what are your thoughts here, Raiders and Giants? Yeah, uh, the Henry Ruggs thing, I mean, that's just awful. Um, sucks for everyone involved. So, uh, you know, prayers to the family and all that stuff. So uh, anyway, I think do think it's a good spot for the cheaper receiver. I think Renfro makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Waller ended up missing last week's game. So if he's out again, uh, Foster Moreau, he played basically every snap and uh, had a pretty big game. So he would be the – the cheap tight end I would look to if Waller's out again. If Waller's active, I think you can play him here. I know he's been uh, underwhelming. I know Chop thinks he's a fraud and all that, but uh, I think it's a pretty good spot for him. And then uh, on the other side, yeah, there's not much we can do until we know who's going to be active for these receivers. Um, there seems to be you know, another injury or two every single week. And Daniel Jones just loves rushing and diving headfirst, so he's always an injury concern too. Uh, but he offers that rushing upside. Um, so yeah, just wait and see approach for, for the Giants and take some value uh, with the Raiders. Um, don't love a lot in this game, so I'm going to take the under. All right, Chop, let's get over to you again. Renfro uh, will be a very popular value play, I think. Uh, Waller, a uh, higher end tight end. We know that position's been tough. Uh, I like Edwards uh, as more of a, a high risk, high reward type play, a, a guy that we've seen flashes. I haven't seen him really get it done yet. The Giants, it's really tough to say right now without knowing the injury report here. So uh, thoughts on this one, Chop, Raiders and Giants. Yeah, uh, I, think, uh, I, think he, I think he got it. Those receivers are in play because of uh, Ruggs being out now. So uh, maybe actually Waller performs and does something this week finally. And, uh, and the other guys are fine. And Josh Jacobs, I probably don't want to play him, but that's what I thought a couple weeks ago. And he pretty much – you know, perform really well. So uh, maybe I'm just hating on him too much, but I, I just don't have a lot of love in this game for these guys. The names are fine. You can play them on the other side, the giants. I can't, I can't mess around with that. I'm not a Devonte Booker guy. And uh, I wish I knew who was the receiver. I thought, I thought we, I thought we thought Slayton was going to play here this past week. And then all of a sudden he's sitting on the sidelines for the game with his helmet on and not doing anything. And, so, I mean, you got to wait on all those injuries. Otherwise, I just think it's a boring game. I'm with I'm, I'm with Notorious here. I want to take I want to take the Giants, but I can't because I don't know who they're going to play at wide receiver. If you tell me Tony's going to play or Galladay or any of them are going to play, 
I'll probably go Giants, but they might not have any of them. And they might not they might not have not a single John Ross might be their number one wide receiver. I can't do that. So I'm just gonna take the under here because I think the Raiders are really they gotta be flat this game on offense, right? After after this whole sickening ordeal that's happening right now with their number one wide receiver who's not a part of the team anymore, but they gotta be really flat. So I'm gonna take the under on this game too. Yeah, I, I certainly get that point of view. I actually think they come out uh, and kind of band together. And, and this Giants team, as impressive as they were against Kansas City, which you know, how good is Kansas City? I guess we have to ask that question uh, right now. But we'll, we'll talk more about them as we go along. I, I think the Raiders pull it together here. I think they're the better team. I get they're traveling across the country early game. I understand all that. But I think you really see them band together here and uh, put it to this Giants team. So I'm going to go uh, Vegas minus the three. Uh, in this one. Chop, we'll stay with you here next game. We got a, a big spread here. Buffalo uh, going to play Derek's team here. Jacksonville, a really disappointing performance last week uh, in Seattle. I really thought they had a shot uh, in that game, at least to be competitive. But uh, we got Buffalo, Chop, minus 14 and a half, 48 and a half. Uh, again, we just talked Lamar Jackson. Now uh, we got to put Josh Allen up there as well. I mean, we saw Geno Smith uh, terrorize this Jacksonville team. So is it Lamar? Is it Josh Allen? Are you looking to spend on these high-end quarterbacks? Who do you pair him with? Uh, and then what do we do on the Jacksonville side? We've seen guys like Jamal Agnew and Dan Arnold be the guys that we need on Jacksonville. So uh, kind of ugly over there, but feels like a spot Buffalo should roll pretty easily. Yeah, Josh Allen was doing nothing there last week for a long time. He looked like a huge bust, and then all of a sudden, because you can run a little bit, bang, he gets there at the end. So, uh, He's definitely got to be high up on the radar for DFS this week, uh, along with, you know, now we're going to Jacksonville, so Diggs is in play here. Diggs has had some tough matchups, and they've been trying to get him the ball, but, you know, just hadn't been able to do it. This is the one, I think, where he breaks out and gets the ball quite a bit. So, like me some Stephon Diggs, and I will, uh, every few weeks, you know, Zach Moss comes around, and he's got a good matchup, and he's steady and consistent, and you can play him, and I think this is one of them, so... I don't mind Zach Moss either here. The Jacksonville side, I'm I'm more or less out on these guys this week. They're just uh, they're not particularly good. They got a low team total here, and the Buffalo defense is sneaky good this year in all aspects. So uh, Jacksonville really doesn't interest me. Fourteen and a half though, there's no way, man. I can't lay that kind of number on the road here. So uh, what do I do? I gotta wait and I gotta see what Notorious takes because I'm trying to catch up to Notorious. So let's see what he says in this game. <laughs> All right, let's go to Notorious here. It's his team, so he knows best. Uh, Derek, a tough one there in Seattle, but coming home here, uh, can they can they compete with Buffalo? Is there a shot here? Again, there's some some decent value in a Dan Arnold at, at tight end, got a lot of targets, but do we really want to play Jamal Agnew? I mean, he continues to be the guy. Uh, you tell us, is this the play? And then we obviously have to keep an eye on James Robinson, avoided serious injury, uh, but still questionable here this week. So, Derek, give us 411 here on the Jags. Did it compete here? Did they get blown out? How does this one go with Buffalo? Feels like the Jags played their Super Bowl a couple weeks ago when they got their win. Um, I told you guys not to bet on them last week in Seattle. Uh, and look at their money line number, plus 666. The number of the devil, the beast. Uh, yeah, this isn't a team you want to trust. I'll take Buffalo in this one. I'll take them in a route. And uh, I agree with Chop. I think it's a great spot for Stefan Diggs. He's yet to have a game with over 100 yards and a touchdown. I think he gets it done in the first half against the Jags. Um, that's how bad they are. And I agree with Chop also on Zach Moss. Uh, this is the worst of run defense in the NFL. 
He's playing on two-thirds of the snaps over the last three weeks, so snap rate's going up. Um, the price is really cheap. Nobody's going to play him because, you know, running back uh, position's so loaded each and every week. So, yeah, I like that. Allen's obviously in play. The game's able to stay competitive. He's going to have a big one. And if I'm bringing it back with anyone, I think I'll just go, you know, the value route with Dan, Dan Arnold. Um, you know, maybe Tredavious White gets on Marvin Jones and we see some Chenault. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm trusting Agnew. I'm on Buffalo here as well. I think they roll in this game. Jacksonville just does not look good. This Buffalo team is going to be able to score at will. Uh, I love the Diggs call, Chop. I love the Moss call as well, I think, especially on a fan duel uh, with those touchdowns. But he has shown a lot of involvement in the passing game as well. So uh, not to say that you can't play him over on DK, but uh, I think the scoring, obviously, with a team total approaching 32, uh, there's going to be touchdowns galore here. So uh, all the bills for me, I think they're all in play. I love the stacks here, the double stacks, clearly, uh, with Dan Arnold uh, as kind of the running back option, I guess, on the other side. So, all right, Chop, uh, back you into a corner here. Got to make a pick. What do you got? Well, I can't I can't take Buffalo because that would put it on the parlay card, and I already said I just don't like laying that much on the road here. So I can't do that. I'm certainly not going to go on Jacksonville Island against you guys. That's That'd be terrible. <laughs> So just by the looks of it, I think the under is in play here. So give me the under. All right. You got the under next. We're going to Chops team here. Uh, looks to be in a good spot uh, at home against the Denver Broncos. Dallas sitting at minus nine and a half, uh, big 49 and a half on the total here. So Derek, we'll stay with you here first. We'll, we'll get the chop here momentarily, but a uh, good spot here for Dallas. Looks like Dak Prescott going to be back in this lineup. Uh, obviously you have Cooper and Lamb. Uh, Zeke, Pollard, a lot of ways you can go here with Dallas. Denver, uh, maybe not so much. The split running back that we've talked about all season long, really tough to, to get going there. Judy's return has kind of cannibalized things with Sutton. Uh, Fant uh, looks like he may miss this game, so maybe Albert O's a value option. So, Derek, is it the passing game for Dallas, the running game, all of the above? Uh, how are you handling this one here with this big spread, big total? Yeah, I think you can go either way on Dallas. Uh, Denver's defense, not what we, you know, imagine them being with uh, Vic Fangio as their head coach. Bottom 12 against the run, uh, bottom six against the pass so far this season. And, look, we all love Tony Pollard, but, I mean, Zeke's made some huge plays for the Cowboys this season. He's consistently playing over 70% of the snaps. He's getting most of the goal line work. I think he's in a great spot. Denver's been missing uh, two of their best run-stopping linebackers. So great spot for him. Um, then the passing game, you know, you pair Dak up with CD, you can pair him up with Amare. Uh, I think they're both in play. Um, you could do a double stack if you feel good enough about, you know, Denver's chances of keeping the game competitive. And uh, on the Denver side, yeah, you mentioned it. You can't trust these running backs. Um, and then it's kind of uh, a little bit tougher to trust Sutton now that Jerry Judy's back. So I'll probably take a wait and see approach, but it is a good spot. I mean, if you are playing your your Cowboys uh, stacks, you probably want to run it back with someone. I guess I would lean to Judy on full PPR sites and Sutton, you know, on FanDuel where touchdowns are a little bit more important. As far as the pick, uh, yeah, that's tough. I guess I will take the Cowboys, but I don't feel great about it. All right, Chop, let's get over to you. Uh, I'll get my pick in here to, to allow you to, to see what's going on. Read the room here, Chop. I'm going to go under in this game. I think Denver could struggle here. I think their defense is good enough to slow Dallas down a bit. We know Dallas wants to run the ball, uh, not necessarily wing it all over the, the field unless they have to. So uh, that tends to lean to an under here. And even without Von Miller, you still respect this Denver defense uh, somewhat. So 
uh, under for me here uh, on this total. So, Chop, let's go to you, your team. Uh, do they roll here, passing game, running game? Uh, all seem to be in a good spot here against Denver. Yeah, I think they're all in a good spot, but uh, I think they kind of lean on the running game a little bit more here. I don't know if you want to expose Dak Prescott, you know, to too many dropbacks here with a uh, with the bum leg and just kind of let him get 100%. So I think they do lean on the run game a little bit for some of the reasons Derek mentioned. This is really that's the way you attack Denver anyway is, is on the ground. So Elliot and uh, I don't mind keeping Pollard in your playing pool player pool if you want to. Uh, obviously, you don't put those guys on the same team. You you make a, a rule in the lineup HQ to separate them. But uh, I don't mind. You just never know. Pollard's good for a 100-yard game every once in a while. Uh, and I'll have minimal minimal exposure to the passing game for Dallas. For Denver, no no running backs. Maybe Sutton, maybe Judy, you know, as like maybe a run back on the Elliott thing in garbage time, what have you. But I'm not a big fan of this offense for Denver right now, so it's hard for me to recommend any of them. But with that being said, I think, I think Dallas back at home here with Prescott – can put up some points, and I don't think Denver can hang, so give me Dallas. All right, moving on to the next game. Before I do that, i uh, got to mention the chat. Uh, I don't want to leave you guys out, so some familiar faces in there. Our boy Don Yeezy, Josh Duck. So I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in once again. If you guys have questions, uh, get it in there. We'll try to integrate it into the show. So thank you to everybody, uh, as always, for listening and your involvement uh, in the show. We, we really love chatting it up uh, with you guys as well. All right, next game. On the docket here, we have Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, Saints minus six here at home. Uh, low total here, top 42 and a half. So uh, a couple big stories here. We saw the Calvin Ridley thing, uh, stepping away from the game to, to deal with some things. Uh, so that obviously takes a lot out of this offense. As as bad as he's been, you know, and he hasn't been bad. I guess bad's the wrong word. He just hasn't been what we've seen him be uh, in years past. Well, now you're counting on guys like, like Kyle Pitts, who just hasn't made a huge impact yet. Uh, Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp. I mean, these are your top receivers. I do think you could see some Cordero Patterson used a lot more uh, in the passing game. So he's very interesting to me. Probably has the run it back option here. Uh, Saints side, Jameis out for the ear chop. I, I know that's going to give you a little bit of a tear. And uh, sounds like Taysom Hill supposed to return this week. I absolutely love him in the spot here against Atlanta, a team that has – been decimated by quarterbacks, allow a ton of rushing yards to quarterbacks. So uh, don't even need to pair him up. Uh, Kamara always in play. So I uh, love Taysom Chop. Uh, like Cordero on the other side. Uh, all in all, this game's kind of kind of one of those mad games. Uh, not very exciting here on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, you know, the loss of James really, uh, really puts a cloud on it for me. Uh, I, he, he, you know, five and two, they were playing pretty good and he was, well, we don't know what Michael Thomas is going to do. There's been reports now this week that he might be out for the year or what have you. But Or is that just like Michael Thomas saying, oh, no, Jameis? Okay, look, I, my ankle hurts now. I'm out for the year. Who knows how that's played out, but puts, put, puts a cloud on it for me. That sucks. But uh, I think the Saints roll here. Atlanta's just watching them the last couple weeks in good spots against uh, defenses they should have been able to do something against. Looks just putrid and terrible without Ridley in there. And it's tough, and I don't really want to trust anybody except for maybe Patterson because he gets uh, such volume here. I want to say Kyle Pitts, but, you know, hey, when that's your best receiver, there's ways to shut him down. Just like last week, he was very, very much uh, ineffective, and that could happen again. So 
I worry about this offense. For New Orleans, I think you're right. If Taysom comes back and he's healthy and everything's good, he'll, he'll be fine. But uh, he's going to put a damper on the other guys, that's for sure, man. You know, the, the wide receivers take a big hit now, and Kamara probably takes a bigger hit down on the goal line. This guy will keep it a lot. So it's tough. I like Hill, but he puts a, he puts a big negative uh, question mark next to everybody else. But with that being said, I think they they to kind of man up here and roll over Atlanta at home. So give me New Orleans. All right, I'm going to go with the under. Uh, we've seen the struggles with this Atlanta offense. Uh, I don't think that's going to change here against a, a tough New Orleans defense. Uh, with Taysom Hill, like you mentioned, Chop, it's kind of going to hold back the the explosive. Not that this offense is, you know, the Drew Brees offense we saw in the past. That they've certainly had their struggles with Winston, but I think you see them run it more with, with Ingram, with Taysom. Again, a kind of chewing up clock, winning with the defense. I think Atlanta struggles to score some points here, so. A uh, low number here, but I'm going to go under this 42 and a half. So, uh, Derek, over to you. Uh, obviously, Atlanta, is there anything there outside of Cordero Patterson? And then uh, Taysom Hill, yes or no, if he is the quarterback here. If Taysom's under center, he will absolutely be my quarterback in the uh, NFL OG contest on FanDuel. Uh, everyone should join while they're listening to the show. Uh, 5.5K uh, on DraftKings. I think he's uh, pretty cheap on FanDuel as well. So, um, yeah, he's just one of those guys that when he's a quarterback, you play him in cash games because he's got that high rushing floor. And uh, he's going to be a very good weapon uh, down near the goal line. Uh, I get what you guys are saying about Alvin Kamara. Um, Taysom doesn't like to really pass with running backs that much. But it's such a good spot, such a good matchup at home against a defense that uh, can't stop the run. And uh, for many years, the Falcons have been like dead last in fantasy points allowed to running backs. So I'll still have some Kamara shares. Um, then if it's Trevor Simeon, obviously um, Kamara is going to be an even better play. On the other side, I just don't like much of anything. Um, Saints have such a good defense, and you know Falcons just missing so many pieces. I, I just can't do anything on the Falcons side. So give me the Saints to roll, and I think it's by way more than six points. All right, next game, uh, another kind of ugly one here. In fact, real ugly. Houston uh, and Miami. Uh, Miami minus six and a half here. Uh, at home total sitting at 46 in this one, Derek. So, I, I mean, Houston really hard to, you know, we, we thought they would trade Deshaun Watson, kind of shake things up. Uh, maybe they trade Brandon Cooks. Uh, they do neither. So it, it's just a team that feels like they've quit. You know, they, they trade away Mark Ingram. You got a lot of guys not happy. I just don't see them putting together an inspiring performance uh, at all the rest of the season. So it uh, feels like a spot we should like Miami here to a, uh, uh, Waddle gets a ton of targets uh, with his buddy there from Alabama. Uh, Gasecki hurt a little bit when Parker's back in that lineup, but another guy seeing targets. But Derek, the guy I really like here, and 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 tell me if I'm crazy, is Miles Gaskin uh, in the spot here. I mean, uh, uh, not quite a workhorse running back, but very very cheap. A guy that's very involved in the passing game. Houston's been trounced uh, by running backs this season. Most rushing yards allowed, a uh, second most fantasy points allowed. So. Can we trust Miles Gaskin in the spot, or are you going to go with the passing game here with Tua? I don't think there's a wrong answer. Uh, just Gaskin, I, I, is it a trap? Uh, is it somebody we can count on here in this spot? I think you can go either way. Um, I think they're both in pretty good spots. You know, Tua didn't play well last week against the Bills, but uh, the week before that he had 28 fantasy points against the Falcons, and the week before that he had 25 against the Jags. So I do think it's a spot uh, where you can target him more the passing game and Gaskin – um, he's playing, you know, 55 to 60% of the snaps. This is a great matchup. Um, they're big home favorites. When do we get to say that about the Dolphins? So, yeah, I don't mind the running game. I don't mind the passing game. 
and agree with pretty much everything you said about uh, the Texans. I mean, when they trade Mark Ingram, uh, and it turns from a three running back committee to a four running back committee last week. Uh, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, and uh, I can't remember the other guy, but he got some snaps as well. So can't trust any of those guys. Uh, Brandon Cook's probably going to get coverage from Xavier Howard. I'll take my chances with the fade there. Um, he's a guy that you know all the sharps love to play, but and he keeps burning me with these late touchdowns. Maybe he gets another one here, but I can't do it this week. For my pick, I will go. Man, Miami should be, have a better record than they do, but um, I'll go with Miami. I am also on Miami here. The six and a half feels a little bit, uh, why isn't it seven? I mean, Houston is that bad. So you, you always wonder about that, but I just don't see the Texans uh, doing anything in this spot here, Chop. Outside of Brandon Cooks, really nothing to say here uh, about Houston. They may get Terod Taylor back. That certainly will help this offense, but uh, I agree with Derek. I think Miami's better than than what they've shown this season. I think we see it this week against Houston. Yeah, I uh, I don't want any Houston in DFS. And uh, for Miami, I think uh, Parker coming back kind of clouds it a lot. You know, there's now now there's uh, several weapons for him to choose from. So who knows who's going to go off? And and you include Miles Gaskin, like you said, into that. So a lot of weapons. Tough to figure out which one you want to go with. Uh, but Houston's completely off the board for me, and I do think Miami rolls with you guys. So I guess we are, is that our first one on the parlay card? Because I'm on Miami too. That is the first hey. on the card. All right, we found one. So uh, Miami minus six and a half, uh, entry number one here for us uh, in the OGs parlay card. All right, let's do one more game, and then we'll kind of look at uh, some things from last week, some of the top finishers in our, our FanDuel OGs contest. Want to give them a shout out. Uh, and we'll update our betting standings here for the season. So last game in the early window, we got New England and Carolina. Uh, New England minus three and a half here on the road. Another low total here uh, at 41 chops. So uh, big news here. Uh, sounds like Christian McCaffrey may be back this week. Uh, uh, return from IR designation uh, doesn't necessarily mean he'll play, but uh, it certainly opens the door uh, for that to happen. And we know that'll be a welcome addition to this offense. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, getting a lot of work, uh, pretty pedestrian uh, in the statistical categories. Uh, Robbie Anderson continues to get a ton of targets. I uh, do nothing with them. Uh, DJ Moore uh, should have had a better game last week. Uh, that one looked like a touchdown to me on the corner of the end zone. They called them out of bounds. As far as New England, got to give them credit. They, they continue to win and, and do it in an impressive fashion behind Damian Harris, the running game. Uh, Mac Jones, more of a game manager, tough to trust in fantasy, but Chop, they're getting it done. Did they, did they get it done again here on the road uh, in Carolina? I'm just not a big New, New England offense fan in DFS this year. I'm completely out on pretty much all of them every week. I just don't get it. Jacoby Myers always gathers some ownership, and I don't know why. He's like – he can't get in the end zone, and I don't think it's really going to – like variance is going to go in his direction anytime soon, so – I'm just not a big New England offense fan, so uh, I don't like those guys. With that being said, you know, of course, Damian Harris can pile you on two touchdowns in any game and and, may, and make you a, a winner. So he's in play, but I think Carolina here, the big thing, like you said, McCaffrey, I, I really like this offense in general if McCaffrey is back and healthy because Hubbard is, is just not good right now. Just not good, man. Now, I, But with that being said, I don't like I don't like this offense against New England. So it's tough to for me to sit here and plug in any of these guys. Maybe you one off somebody or something like that. But I don't. This game just doesn't seem very appealing fantasy wise. None of it. Uh, and I, the under is a little too low for me to go on that route. 
So I, I'm going to place my bet under the assumption that McCaffrey comes back this weekend. If he doesn't, then so be it. I'm screwed. But I'm going to go Carolina here as the home underdog and hope McCaffrey comes back because he, this offense is completely – I've seen enough of it now. This thing is completely different with him healthy and in that lineup as opposed to whoever else they can run out there this year. Uh, so I'm hoping McCaffrey's back and I want Carolina. Yeah, I, again, he just makes the game that much better. Uh, so I agree. Uh, he'll be interesting in DFS. Do people go there? Do they take a wait-and-see approach? But I'm pretty much with you, Chop. Not a ton in this game I like. You know, Maybe you can one-off a, a Hunter Henry at tight end we know is a difficult spot. I'm not ready to write off DJ Moore after some down games. I think he gets it going. And McCaffrey uh, could certainly help that, take some attention away. Uh, and Damian Harris, like you said, always kind of a play on FanDuel uh, for those touchdowns. So I'm going to go over in this one. I, I don't love these two offenses, but I do think uh, they can each get to 20 points in this game. Uh, and I think New England can can go a little bit higher than that. So I'm going to go over the 41 on this one. So Derek, kind of a boring game, picks all over the board. What do you got here, New England and Carolina? Yeah, so Wednesday's practice report just came out. Uh, Sam Darnold, extremely limited. Christian McCaffrey, extremely limited. Uh, ESPN's David Newton says he expects P.J. Walker to start this week. So, um, I mean, this could be a team, P.J. Walker and uh, Chuba Hubbard is their quarterback-running back combo. Um, I don't love that. Um, even if it is Darnold back there and even if McCaffrey's there, I don't think I'll trust anything from a DFS perspective. We've seen Carolina, you know, give McCaffrey a full workload in his first games back before, and he just seems to reaggravate the injuries. So if he comes back, I think they'll ease him out, ease him into action a little bit. So I'm off of the Panthers and the Patriots. You guys said Jacoby Myers could, can't find the end zone. Hey, he found it. It was a two-point conversion, but uh, he found it. So he's now been tackled at the one, touchdown call back. Uh, the announcer calling him a touchdown when it wasn't him, and then uh, a two-point conversion. He's getting closer, guys. He's getting closer. Um, kidding aside, yeah, this is an ugly game. And I will take the under. He's definitely allergic to actual touchdowns. So two-point conversions, that, that doesn't count. I mean, <laughs> he has been, you know, some, some weird plays. And it's just one of these things that is it ever going to end? Is the streak going to end? So uh, what was your pick there, Derek? I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm going the under. Under 41. All right, let's take a look back at last week uh, in our DFS OGs contest on FanDuel. So, again, to find this thing, I, I had some people reach out. Uh, say they couldn't find the tournament. All you got to do to go to fanduelcom slash OG. That is the landing page for the tournament. That's going to give you all the information you need uh, to enter the tournament, as well as check uh, where you rank uh, in the season-long leaderboard. So uh, let's take a look at the top five from last week. Uh, fifth place goes to Nader, 7877, uh, puts up 158.84. Uh, so a solid score there. Looks like he had the Wentz. Uh, Pittman connection, A.J. Brown with a big game as his run at back, Chris Godwin, uh, and Daryl Henderson, Austin Eckler, both big games at the running back position. So a uh, solid outing there. Lions Den 2015 comes in in fourth, 161. Uh, Josh Allen on his team, Henderson, Eli Mitchell. Uh, had Diggs paired with Allen again. We see A.J. Brown in that lineup and uh, survived a couple duds. Tommy Sweeney only four. Uh, Leonard Fournette just five points. So uh, two duds there, but still gets a top five finish. Uh, so congrats to Lions then. Valkyrie 778 comes in in third, 168.76. Again, we see Allen to Diggs. Uh, Cooper Cup in that lineup. Another Daryl Henderson there. Uh, survived the aforementioned Jacoby Myers going just four for 37. Uh, good for a third place finish. Rocking that RG badge. Love to see it. Uh, this one, Nakutki 262. 
Uh, second place, 170.26. Once again, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, kind of a common theme here. Also had the Bills D, so uh, an interesting uh, pairing there. Daryl Henderson in this lineup, Chris Godwin, uh, Eli Mitchell, Joe Mixon uh, making an appearance here, 23 fantasy points on FanDuel. And our winner, now rocking the RG badge, just a little, just one week too late, uh, was Nico807, and we handed out that freebie last week. Unfortunately, that was a, a one-time deal, but still love to see uh, somebody with the RG logo rocking it. Uh, Nico takes this thing down behind Carson Wentz, uh, Michael Pittman, running it back with A.J. Brown. Again, Chris Godwin in that lineup, Mixon, Henderson, uh, Diggs. So very solid performance there, $500. To Nico in that contest. Chop, do we have the season long leaderboard uh, ready to take a look and see where we're at here? We do. We got it. 4794. Four, Looks like he's he's up top now. And uh, uh, yeah, he's still up top. And uh, the one I noticed uh, was a JMB wing fan, a Roto Grinders guy. Oh. He, moved, he moved into the uh, top eight here. He's at number eight. So uh, he moved up with a pretty solid week. He's, you know, he can. See by his, the looks of his board here, he had he he's had some pretty bad weeks, but he's still in the top eight because of those drop scores. So you got that working for you. And yeah, it's it. Your my man, my man, you're an okay. Drop to number fourteen this week. Rough week at only seventy only seventy nine points this week. That's a rough oh, week for him. So yes, sir. yeah, that'll drop you down a little bit. Yes, man, yes, man, number twenty one. I like that. That's a that's a a big Discord guy right there. And let me see if we can find any uh. DBs or any deans. Oh, we're, we're, we got to have a notorious up I'm here dropping. still. Don't I'm you dropping. You're dropping. Not a good week for you. Okay. Yeah, I don't see a. Oh, there's yeah. notorious number there 64. That's not, you know, hey, man, I'd give I'd give a lot for number 64 right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. If, the, the thing about this is if if you don't, because I'll play my cash game. I don't even play cash, but main GPP team, I'll put in this tournament right here. So the fact that I'm not anywhere near this leaderboard right here will show you how my uh, main teams are doing on FanDuel this year. So I'd, I'd love to be in 64th place right now. Yeah, I would do the same. It's been a crazy year. I usually make uh, three to four lineups, so it's trying to pick one to put in this tournament. It, it's generally the wrong pick. Uh, always the fun of, of making multiple lineups. But again, the beauty of this contest, you know, if you guys uh, have played every week, if you're just playing some of the weeks, if you haven't even played yet, still an opportunity here and some of the names we, we called out uh in the in the top five of last week you saw them kind of shoot up the standings here uh into that top five so uh, oh it's still a chance 10, 10 scores only will count remember we got 18 weeks of the season here so a uh, weekly payouts in the tournament along with this leaderboard again somebody's walking away with five thousand dollars just for playing against us each and every week along with a lot of other rotor grinders personalities so a fun tournament, a level playing field, just $7. Uh, again, go in and reserve your entry, just 500 spots uh, in that tournament. So uh, let's fill that baby up this week at fandle.com slash OG. All right, let's update our betting standings here. I mentioned uh, we have a new leader. Uh, Derek surges ahead here uh, last week. Now, Chop actually had the best week uh, last week. He went 7-4, and four, I believe it was, uh, on our 7-5. We had 12 picks last week. So... He led the way. Noda, you were even at six and six. Uh, that was enough to surge you in the lead. Why? Because uh, I fell on my face here, four and eight uh, last week. So an, an ugly performance there. Uh, so that leaves Chop and I tied now at, at 45 after eight weeks. Uh, Derek up two games here in the standings. 
uh, at 47. So uh, still, still a tight game. Long way to go, but uh, let you guys back in the game. So sh shame on me falling on my face here this week. But week nine, we'll get it going. We got three games left uh, to put some picks here on the board. Kind of a light uh, afternoon slate here on the site. So let's get to the next game. What we got next here? We have, let's switch tabs here. Uh, the Chargers in Philadelphia. Chargers uh, road favorites here, minus one and a half. A big total at 50, Derek. So this one, I think you can go a lot of different ways. You know, Philadelphia, you kind of take with a grain of salt last week. You know, Jalen Hurts obviously let a lot of people down, but they clearly established the run and didn't have to do a whole lot with Jalen Hurts. So he could kind of sit back as they trounced uh, Detroit. So uh, the big question here, Derek, is the running back situation. You know, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought it would be Kenneth Gainwell having the majority of this committee. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, all involved here. So it looks like we have a three-headed monster there. Uh, Dallas Goddard, a, a guy I do like a lot this week. I mean, Hurts only threw the ball like 14 times. Goddard saw seven of those targets. So a great matchup here with the Chargers who have struggled with tight ends. Uh, other side, everybody in play, uh, in my opinion. You can, you can go back to Herbert, who's disappointed. Uh, stack him up with Keenan, Mike Williams. I really love Austin Eckler in the spot as well, Derek, a guy that Philadelphia's struggle with running backs, struggle with pass catching running backs. So a lot here. Uh, who are you prioritizing here? Big total here, close spread. Should be a fun game. Yeah, still feeling uh, the after effects of playing Jalen Hurts last week on both FanDuel and DraftKings, but uh, don't mind going back there. This is a game where uh, we can obviously expect it to be more competitive. I don't think they're going to have nearly as much success on the ground, uh, Chargers fourth in DVOA against the run. And uh, I don't want to target a three-way timeshare. Um, in terms of snap counts, Gainwell played 31%, Scott played 45%, and Howard played 25%. So it's going to be a three-headed monster, like you mentioned, Beer. I think I'll avoid that. And, uh, yeah, I played Dallas Goddard each of the last two weeks without Zach Ertz. And he's been great on a yards-per-target basis. He just needs the targets to go up, and I do think that will happen this week. So I like Hertz. I like Goddard. And uh, you can bring it back with pretty much anyone uh, on the Chargers side, or you can just, you know, stack the Chargers. You know, Herbert to uh, Mike Williams uh, looks like a good stack after a pretty down week from him last week. Keenan Allen finally uh, had a nice fantasy outing. And Austin Eckler, you mentioned it. Uh, it's just a great spot for him. Um, running backs have had a lot of success against the Eagles. So, yeah, you can play any, any one of those four guys. As far as my pick, uh, I'm going to – man, I think the Chargers should win this game. But it feels like they'll get ahead, and then some will happen late. So I'm just going to take the over. All right, I am going to lock in the Chargers here. I'm not buying it with Philadelphia. I mean, great, you beat Detroit. You put it on them here. I think the Chargers bounce back here. So, again, I know there's travel across the country. Uh, people put a lot of weight into that, whether it's real, it's not real. Uh, I, I think it's yet to be proven. But, uh, Chop, I think the Chargers uh, really overwhelm this Philadelphia team. And this may be the week we see. Jalen Hurts kind of struggle a little bit. I, the fantasy points are always going to be there. We know that. But, you know, maybe we get a little Gardner Minshew in this one. I think the Chargers are the better team. I think we see that play out on Sunday. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, either it's uh, – I, I said the stat like earlier in the year. Every game he started, he's had at least 20 like FanDuel points or whatever it was all the way up until last weekend where he finally broke the streak and, and had a bad game. So you have to ask yourself – is he going to get back on track and start a new streak and that was just a, a fluke? Or is this going to be the beginning of some poor games for Jalen Hurts? Because I could see that going either way. But with that being said, 
I think he's okay this week, and I think he's okay because he's going to run the ball, and that's going to be the main weapon that they're going to use against the Chargers is Jalen Hurts' legs, in which case I don't need to pair him with anybody. I think that that could be a mistake is trying to stack him with a wide receiver. You don't need to because he's going to run the ball. If if he's not running the ball, he's not going to win you a GPP anyway. So, uh, But if you do feel like you need to stack him with somebody, I think it is Godare. I think I trust him more than any of the, these other guys. But I think the Chargers is where it's at this week. I think they put up a big number here against Philly. All those guys are in play. If I have to limit it down to just one, I like Mike Williams the most. I think it's a big bounce back game for Big Mike. And uh, I'm with you on the Chargers. I think the Chargers absolutely steamroll in Philadelphia here. All right, next game we got uh, my Green Bay Packers. Uh, we missing uh, Aaron Rodgers in this game. Uh, tested positive for COVID. and. Uh, unvaccinated, so it sounds like the soonest he can come back uh, is November 13th, so uh, in, in danger of missing the next game as well. So, Chop, we get the Jordan Love experience here. Now, we saw him win a game without Devontae Adams. Uh, this is a little bit different now, uh, taking Aaron Rodgers off the field, uh, inserting Jordan Love. We quickly saw that line uh, shoot up. It was about oh, close to a pick. It was about Kansas City minus one or a half. Uh, it's all the way up to seven and a half here. Uh, in this spot, total at 47 and a half. So what do we do at Green Bay? Do we trust Love enough to, to play Adams here at that expensive price tag? Uh, maybe some of the cheaper guys. Do we go to Aaron Jones here? Or are they just going to use that split committee again? Uh, and in Kansas City, what the hell do we do there as well, Chop? I mean, Travis Kelsey lo looks like he belongs sitting here on the OGs uh, with us. So uh, uh, maybe he's uh, he's done for. We're writing him off too soon. I think Tyreek Hill obviously in play with no Jair Alexander of a Kansas City with a split backfield as well. So a lot of questions here, Chuck. Any answers for the people here, uh, Green Bay and Kansas City? I don't know if I have the answers. I know that I was really looking forward to this. I thought this was obviously the game of the day and everything was everything was great. And then the news came in, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the COVID. And then you and then you hear about the reports that he's uncircumcised and you know, you get you got you got to you got to take the vaccination, man. You know, and then, then you, <laughs> you can play the game. So I mean, whatever, dude. I, what it does here is I can't play Devonte now at this price tag because I just don't know about Jordan Love. So it really hurts. Uh, I think if 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 the Packers were to pull the upset here, they got to do it on Aaron Jones. So that's the you know if you want to take that chance, go for it. I'm sitting there watching the game with Kansas City the other night, and I got Daryl Williams. I think, okay, Daryl's the guy now. You know, I got what a great pickup in my season long. And then they bring in Frank Gore's little little cousin here or whatever, and, and this guy's getting all the carries, and I couldn't believe it. So can't touch that backfield. And Travis Kelsey, I was shocked when uh, I went to go in because somebody had mentioned it, and so I went and Googled it. And I mean, sure enough, Travis Kelsey's already 32 years old. Yep, That's kind of old in the NFL. So, I, you know, maybe maybe this is not just a fluke thing right here that maybe he is on the downside uh, and, and it's getting worse now because the, the drop-off is pretty quick for guys like that at that age. So I don't know what to make of him, but I think you still got to play him until he either breaks out or he absolutely breaks your bankroll. You just got to keep rolling with it. Tyreek, I guess you could play because of the secondary for Green Bay might struggle a little here, but game lost a lot of luster without Rodgers. So I don't know. I'm going to take Kansas City here, but uh, I'm, I'm not excited as excited about it. Not not nearly as much. Yeah, same. I was really looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, Green Bay playing well, big win against Arizona. Now, you know, it's still a tough place to play as, as, 
mediocre as the Chiefs has been, it's still a tough task to go in there and, and win a ball game. But uh, with Jordan Love there, Derek, really really tough to trust uh, anything. I, I could see Adams being the, the focus, but is he good enough to, to get him enough uh, targets and good quality looks to, to pay off that price? I just have a hard time uh, believing that with what I've seen out of Jordan Love. So I still like Aaron Jones, uh, especially with his involvement in the passing game. The Chiefs have struggled a big time with pass catching running back. So my hope is people kind of shy away from this offense. I still think Aaron Jones is play is in play on Kansas city. I love Terry kill here. Uh, big playability against the screen Bay secondary. That's been improved, but no Alexander really stings this team. So uh, pretty much a, a, a little mini stack here for me, Derek Tyreek, a uh, Devante, and I'm going to lock in the under uh, on this game. I think both offenses uh, could struggle a little bit as much as I like those two players. I just don't see this one having fireworks. So under for me, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill. Derek, what do you got? Kansas City side, I think everyone is going to overreact to what they saw on Monday night. Um, Derek Gore, he looked good. Uh, he got some carries. He got the touchdown. But Darrell Williams still played 64% of the snaps, the same exact number of snaps he played the week before that. Uh, Gore really just cut into Jarek McKinnon's work. So as home favorites, I think he's an excellent option again this week. And then Look, Travis Kelsey might be dust, but uh, just in case he's not, isn't it worth, you know, taking a shot on him at probably the lowest ownership we've gotten all year in a pretty good matchup? Uh, I'll definitely take some shots there. Obviously, you can go with uh, Tyreek Hill. Certainly no issue with that. And then, you know, I'm juggling a lot of sports right now, but did I hear something about uh, Aaron Rodgers uncircumcised? Chuck? No, I thought I thought I meant unvaccinated. My bad. You definitely said uncircumcised. I'm like, I don't I don't know what Chops are reading up on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that come my, across the. My feed. apologies, man, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea about the other stuff. Thought you had okay. some inside intel. I mean, I, I it's my team, and I it's like I, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. But okay, all right, let's Un- unvaxed, roll with it. Unvaccinated. My bad. Yeah, he, he said something like, I guess a reporter asked him, and he said, yes, I'm immunized or something back in August. Like, that was his way of trying to say, yeah, I'm vaccinated without having to answer the question. Well, so, you know, then, I, then there was another thing that came out today where they, they said he had sent a, a, uh, a question to the league if, like, holistic medicine counted for vaccinations or something like that. So he's off on, into his own little space there doing his own little thing. He's an interesting cat. I'll tell you that. He's a character. So, uh, Derek, pick on the game. I'm just going to take Casey a roll. All right. Chop, and I missed your pick somehow here. Casey. You threw me off with the uncircumcised. (laughs) Casey minus the points. All right. Both both of you on Casey. I'm on the under. All right. One more game to go. Uh, Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, Arizona down to minus one and a half here. 45 and a half. On the total, Derek, obviously a lot of questions on the Arizona side. You know, Kyler Murray banged up. DeAndre Hopkins, we saw, uh, try to play uh, dealing with that injury. Uh, he didn't last very long in that game. Uh, San Francisco, very impressive win. Going to Chicago, putting a lot of points on the board. Uh, behind Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel with a huge run in that game. Uh, and Elijah Mitchell looked great as well. Now, he's dealing with some injuries here uh, as well, Derek. So a lot of question marks uh, in this game, but I think the biggest one we got to talk about is Kyler Murray here. Thoughts on this one? Cardinals, 49ers. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a spot I want to load up on the Cardinals anyway. So uh, Kyler Murray's active. You know, maybe he's a little bit limited. Um, You know, we saw his productivity take a big hit, you know, in the second half of last season when he was dealing with an injury. If he's out, then I want no part of the Cardinals offense. And DeAndre Hopkins, that was kind of strange. I mean, he would just come in for one play like every quarter um, against the Packers last week. 
so that was interesting. Um, he's obviously got a slate breaking upside, but doesn't look right. And it's a hamstring injury. You can easily uh, aggravate that. So I don't know what to do there. Wait and see approach. And uh, does seem look like a good spot for Elijah Mitchell. Um, yeah, he's looked great so far. So I, I'd probably go that route. Don't mind going to Debo Samuel as well. Um, just a guy that uh, yeah, he can take any any catch to the house. So he'd be my favorite play from San Fran. For my pick, I will go. I'll go with the over. I think this game's competitive, and you know both offenses get it going a little bit. All right, one more note: uh, George Kittle expected uh, back at practice this week, so we'll see if he's able to return uh, to that lineup. Obviously, that that would help this team give them one more weapon. Uh, we did see a little flash out of Brandon Ayuk, so he's interesting as a cheap dart throw. But uh, Chop, uh, same questions for you. This injury situation with Kyler Hopkins uh, makes it tough. So. I'm going to lock in San Francisco, even if Kyler plays. Derek kind of mentioned it. We've seen him be very subpar when he's tried to play injured. It takes away uh, his running ability. I think that's his biggest weapon. So if he's not able to run, he's got a banged-up DeAndre Hopkins here. San Francisco riding high. Arizona uh, really really struggling, I think, with that loss to Green Bay. I think you could kind of see a hangover here uh, in this game, even with additional days of rest. Uh, I like the Niners here, Chop. Uh, finishes up here week nine Arizona San Francisco yeah last game on our slate and the and the one with some of the biggest injury questions is going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because this thing could take an entirely different uh shape if uh you get the the wrong guys ruled out here in the afternoon so that's why late swap is so key man you gotta gotta pay attention but uh I'm, I'm gonna go in there the assumption that Kyler's gonna play I don't know how healthy he is, but let's say he plays. And DeAndre, I'm not I'm not counting on any production out of DeAndre Hopkins, but I don't necessarily think they need it right now. They got they got wide receiver depth. Just move just move Rondell Moore in there somewhere, and you, you'll be all right. So I don't think it's going to hurt him too much. But uh, Murray would be the huge. Everything's built around Kyler Murray right here, so uh, that would be huge. Uh, if he's out, then I don't want any piece of any of them. If he's in. Like you said, I think he's. I think he sits in the pocket, and I think he starts to target guys more. So Rondell Moore, I think Rondell Moore is in for a bigger game here, a bigger workload. And all you got to do is get him the ball. They were on that last drive before they threw the pick against Green Bay, and they threw him that little wide receiver screen real quick at the end of the game. <clears throat> and he made a couple of moves in a tight space on the Packers defenders, and he got about nine yards out of nowhere. And he, like you could just see the electricity that he brings. So. I'm looking forward to him getting some more snaps, so I'd be good with that. But San Fran, I think that's where it's at. I think they, I think they win. I think, I think they could win this game regardless with even if Kyler was healthy. But we get that added bonus that uh, if Kyler's not healthy, we, we're going to get this game at, at plus one or whatever we're getting it at. So I really like San Francisco and like I like Debo and Mitchell and, and those boys. So uh, I'm on the I'm on that train. But give me San Francisco here. All right, locking in San Francisco. So let's see. I think it's just Miami, right? We're, we're riding on the Dolphins. Why do we always pick the, the shittiest teams and, and put all our hopes in one basket? We had the Lions one week. This week it's Miami. So no parlay card for you this week. Just uh, Miami minus six and a half. But uh, that is our thoughts. All of our favorite bets for the week. Uh, DFS analysis uh, here on this week nine slate. Guys, final thoughts for the people here. Week nine. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, week nine. It's uh, it's crazy. It feels like, it feels like we've been here forever, and yet we're not even halfway through the season yet with the expanded season. It's it's nuts. So uh, we're coming up on you know, 
Halloween is in the rearview mirror. That's good. Thanksgiving is on the horizon. And what's good about that is now I have become over the last three years, I've become a big Christmas lights guy. So I can't wait to get up in the attic, get the lights down and start stringing them up around Thanksgiving. So that's my next big project. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was going to ask, like, now or do you at least wait till Thanksgiving? Like, what, what's the time frame? So at least you're not doing it too early. So, yeah, have fun. Chav, it's always always risky up there on that roof. You're, you're, you're not getting oh, any no, younger. Oh, no, I'm not so, going up on the roof, so my friend. be careful. <laughs> you're, you're asking too much. I'm not going up on the roof. All right, well, you said stringing lights. So I, I'm thinking oh, yeah, Chav. I'm like a stair, staircase and stuff like that, like okay. minor stuff, man. I'm, I'm not I'm crazy. picturing you hanging from the gutter and, and all kinds no, of stuff. Oh, no, so. I'm not doing a, a, a Chevy Chase National Lampoon <laughs> thing here, man. Derek, final thoughts for the people here. Week nine, what do you got? uh yeah uh thanksgiving i'm excited for it uh it's still a few weeks away though um chop do you get any snow down there probably not in texas no right? no snow you get like a once every few years a little bit of snow and everything freezes uh no we get we get snow maybe once every 10 to 12 years nice. and probably everything shuts down for like a week there yeah. they, uh, they don't know how everything. to handle that don't have the infrastructure. I remember uh happened in Nashville like last year, the year before that, and everything just shut down. Well, they had no salt, right? They didn't get all yeah. icy and they had no way to, to do anything with it. We don't have any salt. So yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, everyone join the OG contest. Best of luck this week. If you do have a big week, uh, you know, tag us on Twitter and uh, we'll give you a shout out. Absolutely. So follow our page on Twitter at uh, DFSOG's pod to make sure you guys enter this contest, fandle.com slash og it's a great way to uh come hang out play against us again you do well we're going to give you a shout out on the show a chance to win some additional money uh ten thousand dollars in total prizes uh five thousand dollars to the winner uh, at the end of this thing so uh we're nearing the halfway point like you mentioned chop uh exciting times for sure so thank you to fandle for sponsoring the show thank you to you guys for listening each and every week we greatly appreciate it best of luck in your contest and with your bets this week for Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer Salu. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.